Hello, welcome back to another edition of the I Am Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Medica. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. He is here. We are locked and loaded, ready to go. Mike, we got a loaded show today, as always. I feel like I say it every week, but the sports world is constantly changing. We got tons of stuff to go over. Um, we're going to be revisiting the NFL. Obviously, if, if you're a follower of the show, you know we don't go week to week on, on Lions or even results in general, but we're going to do some early takeaways from the first couple weeks of the season. Um, we're we're going to check in on Michigan, Michigan State, who both have pretty big wins, especially your Spartan fans out there. Big win over Miami. And then we're going to finish it off with a lot of wrestling topics. A lot of stuff happening this week uh, in the wrestling world. We're going to be reviewing or previewing WWE Extreme Rules and AEW's Grand Slam events, um, as well as reviewing some of the big title changes that have happened on WWE television over the past week. So lots of stuff to go over, lots of moving parts. But uh, before we get going, guys, I want to remind you guys once again that we are partnered with Swift Lifestyles. Uh, they are an energy drink company, and you can buy the official I'm Always Right Sports podcast energy drink flavor, Motor City Blue Raspberry. Use our code always right, all one word, always right for 15% off not just our flavor, but anything else on the Swift Lifestyles website. 15% off, guys. Okay, use that code always right, helps to contribute to the show. Also, please go to belowthecollar.com forward slash I'm Always Right PC. Uh, in order to buy your official I'm Always Right Sports podcast t-shirt as well. So lots of big things happening there. We appreciate all the support. The growth on this show the past couple months has been phenomenal. We really appreciate all the support uh, and keep them coming. If, if you know about anybody who hasn't listened to the show yet, no better time than the present to get them looked in now. Uh, we're really trying to strive for that 10,000 play mark on the year rather than we just hit our 10,000 play mark uh, as a whole, Mike. But we're getting we're flirting with it, depending on how much time we have left in the year to get 10,000 plays this year. So that's kind of the goal for the I'm Always Right Sports podcast as we close out 2021. Uh, but enough bragging, enough advertising. Let's let's just jump right in, Mike. Week one, week two, we're in it, right? By the time people hear this, week two will probably already been passed. The Lions and Packers will have not played yet because they play on Monday Night Football. I don't really think it matters, but I digress. Um, but, Mike, let's just get into some early observations. We had a couple big upsets this week. Uh, we're going to talk on the Lions specifically here in a minute. But, um, Mike, just kind of your initial um, takeaways from the first couple weeks of the season – some teams that we knew were going to be good, they're good. Some teams that we knew that were bad, they're bad. Uh, some teams that we don't really know, we still don't really know. But at the same time, we saw some upsets, right? Saw some teams that maybe didn't belong in some games, kind of closed it out at the end. Um, just give me you know, your overall thoughts. Is, is there one specific takeaway, uh, maybe on a team, a player, something like that, where you go, that this looking at them for the first time, it's going to change my mind about what what their ceiling is or what this season's going to look like for them. Yeah, I think I think one game specifically, yeah, did that for me, and mm-hmm. that was the Arizona Tennessee game. Okay, that is not how I thought that game week one was going to go in Tennessee. Yeah, in t- in Nashville, in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And we were looking at a 38-13 to 13 win for the Cardinals. Yep. was like absolutely nothing I was expecting. Now, mm-hmm. I did know Tennessee's defense is awful. Yep. And as I was expecting, it was going to yep. be awful. But I was also inversely expecting Julio, A.J. Brown, and Derrick Henry, Henry yep. to be absolute monsters out there right. to really kind of neutralize that. Um that did not happen. Yeah. Uh, Kyler Murray looked like maybe the best quarterback in the world for about yep. 60 minutes uh, in Nashville. <laughs> right. And um, th- th- I think it was just like flip my opinion because I also didn't think the Cardinals were going to be super really yeah. – I-, I guess what was the word? Like really, really good. I yeah. thought they were like a good They're gonna team. They're going to be a tough out, but not anything where you go – at the end of the day, they're always going to fall just short. Yeah. Like, the, like for me, I was like they're going to like 8-9, eight, 9-8, nine, nine, and eight, depending on – like what games they can win. Right. I think this game solidified their at least nine and eight. Mm-hmm. Maybe can reach a ten and seven mark. Impossible. I, I mean, but the whole NFC West had a great week. I yeah. mean, when you both look at West, yeah, really, AFC okay, West AFC West too. I mean, too. when you think about it, you know, just going down the, the lineup here. I know we're not we're gonna talk Lions here in a second, but San Francisco had a good win, right? In Detroit, you've got uh, the Rams coming out on prime yeah, time, looking phenomenal against a good Chicago Bear defense, and then. Um, Seattle looking doing Seattle things. Russell Wilson doing Russell Wilson things, throwing four touchdowns, right? And you're just like, who wins? The, it's a pick'em. It's basically really you got to go with who the home team is, you know. And it's yeah. that's exciting as as a fan, right? You're like, oh, 
You know, because yeah. could you see this year being the year that we have four teams all make the playoffs? I, mean, I, I, I told you that earlier. Yeah. And you were like, oh, oh that couldn't happen I was until like, I was like, you're it's telling me, tough. you're telling me, because I'm like, I, I could almost, I would bet you money right yeah. now, at least three make it. Oh, yeah. I would agree like, with that. Seahawks, yeah. 49ers, Rams, I yeah. feel like are pretty solidly, mm-hmm. I'm like, I feel like they're pretty good in there. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Arizona only has to be better than New yeah. Orleans. Right. Anyone from the NFC North. Or anyone from the NFC East right. is really their competition right now. Right. Exactly. And at that point, it's like them in New Orleans are fighting for the seventh seed. Right. Or maybe, maybe like if Green Bay wins the division, maybe Chicago's there right. too or something. Right. But like when you're looking at those teams. Well, not when they start 0-3, 0-4, when they don't start fields until, until they yeah, play until, the Lions. Until they play the Lions. <laughs> like you're already behind the eight ball. Mm-hmm. So that's what I mean. It's, I think there is a chance that every team yeah. in that division. It's crazy. It'll be, it'll be historic for sure. Um, yeah, another big takeaway I think I, I took away was the Baltimore game as well. We both have Baltimore pretty high, not only on our roster list, but Lamar as on our quarterback rankings. Uh, if you missed that, go back and listen to them in the archives. But um, that game was a weird game, obviously. Darren Waller had the best day ever, um, which he's a freak of nature, so it makes sense. But um, Baltimore now, you know, obviously you guys are going to know this, but he has a potential facing an 0-2. Only 12% of the team since, I think, 1970 make the playoffs if you start out 0-2. You know, is there a team or a couple teams where we thought were kind of playoff locks that all of a sudden you're looking at and going, ooh, I don't know anymore now just based on how this schedule is going? Because Baltimore is going to be 1-2 and two after three weeks because you're going to beat the Lions next mm-hmm. week for sure. Yeah. Um, but playing the Chiefs, that's going to be a tough matchup. If they lose that, you're 0-2. The injury bug has really caught up to them. Is that a team for you, Mike, where you're looking at and going, maybe this is a year where everybody thought it was going to come together, but just the world had other plans for this Baltimore yeah. Ravens team? Ra- the Ravens and Tennessee are the two teams for me that and yeah. maybe I think I think Tennessee is just a week one like overreaction to a lot of right. people. I think Baltimore has a lot more stigma to it because it's like injuries. So yeah. like you're not yeah. getting players back. Like no. Tennessee can scheme better for right. later weeks. Right. I don't think Baltimore they can't just like right. heal Achilles injuries. Right. Yeah. So I think I think Baltimore is probably in like the deepest water there. Mm-hmm. But I don't think Tennessee is just like in the clear. No, I, I think, don't think so either. I think the Colts I think no. it's actually beneficial that you look at the South and the yeah. Houston Texans are first place right now. Right. Because when you're the Colts Yep. And and really the Titans, but mostly the Colts. You're like, okay, as long as we lost this game, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like everyone yeah. else won, right. so now we're a game behind. Right. We're practically even with with Tennessee, who's really right. you're going to be competing for for the most part. Even if you're so, Lions fans, you're in first place right now too, along yeah. with everybody else all, in the NFC North. We're going to talk Lions in a second. Um, real question for you though, before we get to the Lions. And I've heard this question asked on some other major publications before, so I figured we cover it because I think we do a better job than they do. Um, are the Cleveland Browns elite? Yes. Are they an elite team, yes. in your opinion? They are very elite. You think so? Yes. No, when I say elite, I say I, my thought is, do you think that they can win a Super Bowl? Yes. Okay. They can. Yeah. Now, it, it will be extremely difficult because you have to go through the Chiefs, Chiefs. to do it. Right. Now, they've played but, them twice in a very short amount of time. And played them tough, tough both, both games times. where it's a one possession game. Really. Yes, um, I do. Could they win? Absolutely. I think they were in the short list of like eight, seven to eight teams that I yeah. would be like, I would like be confident saying they they could make a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Here, here's what I'll say is, if the Chiefs w- are the one seed, yeah. and say they get knocked out by literally name a team in the AFC, right? It doesn't have to be the Browns to do it. Mm-hmm. Say like Pittsburgh, or name a team knocks them out. The Browns would then become my favorites to come out of the AFC. Okay. Okay. So they're second. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're. I think they're playing really, really well. Um. You know. I think they just had a couple. Of, the thing is, once again, and we've talked about this at nauseum at this point. It's not what the Chiefs do schematically that beats you. It's mm-hmm. the broken plays that all of a sudden you go. I just can't get to Mahomes fast enough. Yeah. In order for him not to make a one play touchdown, because that was the end of it, right? It was when they had that one play touchdown to Tyreek. Now the whole momentum shifted, and yeah. now you have to recapture that. Chubb fumbles, everything starts to yeah, kind of fall apart quick. The ball, and then like a whole exactly. Bunch of then Baker out. throws a really bad interception to end the game, force trying to force something. Mm-hmm. Do you think that with Cleveland? Because Cleveland fascinates me, right? Because they are a team that everybody is wanting to break through that ceiling, right? And I think if they would have won that game against Kansas City, they would have been like they've arrived, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of what everybody was hoping for. Do you think though that the combination of I don't necessarily love their receiving core 
Odell's still hurt, right? Mm-hmm. He's not going to be 100% for a little while. Jarvis Landry is a great name, but from a st- statistical standpoint, he's not all that spectacular. You know what I mean? And Baker is still a big question mark for me. So they, they very heavily rely on Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, which is yeah. fine. Most teams have to have a good run game to succeed. But do you feel like if they do have to go through a team, because Pittsburgh can put up points, right? Mm-hmm. They can. Like with Roethlisberger's just not throwing interceptions. They're they're pretty efficient, right? And yeah. now that they have Najee Harris, Baltimore's able to put up points. Buffalo's going to be able to put up points. Do you think that Cleveland's going to be able to keep up with some of these teams at the top tier of the AFC just on – like, defense can't get a stop. Defense can't get a stop. Can we put enough points on the board long-term if we get into a shootout? Yeah. I, I, I feel like sometimes I feel like that's a question mark for me. We talk about them, too, on the outside, but it's like they haven't really shown it either. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, they, they put up a lot of points when they need to. I mean, they yeah. put up 29 against you know, Kansas City. Yeah, for sure. They put yeah. up, uh, what was it, like 42 against Baltimore, just the defense allowed 45 right. near the end of the game or whatever. Right. But – I do think Cleveland can put up a lot of points. I think the thing to counteract that point yeah. is their run game is so efficient Absolutely. that Love Nick they, they they do what the Lions tried to do, mm-hmm. and then it doesn't work out very well. But they limit possessions mm-hmm. very well right. to the point where, like against Kansas City, it was they, they, held, they only had three possessions each in the first half. Right. And when Kansas City had to punt or turn the ball or went over on downs, or whatever it was in the first mm-hmm. half, and then Cleveland scored. That's why they were up yeah. 22 right. to 10 at halftime. Right. It was because they went touchdown, 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 right. end of the half, and the Chiefs went field goal, touchdown, touchdown. Right. and then ran yeah. out of time or whatever it was, or turnover on downs or whatever. But it was it was that effect of we only have three drives each right. half. Mm-hmm. And so, like to, to your point, if they play the Bills, who usually score 35, 42 mm-hmm. points, but you only give them five drives the entire right. half right. or four drives or whatever, yeah. they can't score that many points. Right. They just yeah. physically aren't so, able to. It's an interesting dynamic for sure. Let's let's talk Lions here. Actually, before we talk Lions, I want I do want to talk about the biggest, probably the game that most people talked about in the NFC, which was the Packers getting yes. decimated, decimated by a Jameis Winston-led 140-yard effort with still through five touchdowns somehow. Uh, that was a New Orleans Saints. Right yeah, really, no, no kidding. Um are the Packers. Now, take this week without it. If they beat the Lions, I don't think anyone's going to be like, Packers are back, because that's not really a fair yeah. assessment. Are you concerned if you are a Packer fan? I'm not going to get into the whole, like, Aaron Rodgers is a double agent and he's just coming to ruin the team. I don't. That doesn't help him because he no. wants to get traded, right? Yeah. But is this team, does it have enough talent? To get where they want to go. Because right now it feels like it's Super Bowl or bust. Mm-hmm. It's this year. You yeah. know, Devontae Adams has not signed an extension. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers is already pretty much out the door. Mm-hmm. Where do you go? Um, well, I I you think I mean? it is Super Bowl or bust. I think they can absolutely win one. Yeah. I think um, depending on their seeding, it's going to be astronomically harder to yeah. get there. Um because they won't be the one seed. Joe Barry is their defensive coordinator, and some Lions fans may recognize that name because he was the defensive coordinator for that 0-16 year for the Lions, which is that. hilarious. Yeah. Um, I, I don't necessarily think that the defense really was an issue. I mean, Well, you and, give him a like, good field position. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, like, that's what I mean. Rodgers throwing uh, – the second pick was him just doing an arm punt. I'm not yeah. going to hold that against him. Like, Brady did that against Dallas from, like – yeah. He's got two interceptions. Everyone wants to make the, the one, though, was bad. Yeah, the one, was, the, yeah. the first one was bad. Yeah. And then it was just they couldn't move the ball. So no. they were at the couldn't run it. They yeah. could not run the ball at all. And that's going to be the yeah. key to the Lions. And, I, and the interesting part is now I think teams with very good front lines. So yeah. we're going to look at Sunday Night Football in two weeks against the 49ers, the week after game. that against Pittsburgh, stuff like that. Where, I'm not looking past this Lions game. The Lions. Uh, in that second half, really stifled the Niners' run game. Yeah. And in the first half, I don't want to get too much in the Lions here in a second, but like the first half, the Lions up until about four minutes in that game against the Niners, they were running the ball really well. They just got they threw the pick six. Now you're down by two scores. You got to throw the ball. Yeah. You know. But, so, uh, but their run yeah. defense was not good either against Kamara. But it's Kamara. Yeah. Yeah. They're. Um, but yeah. No, I'm not worried because I think the Saints. I think we underestimated the Saints to the point where like we were like, oh, the Saints aren't very good, so the Packers should easily win yeah. this game. I think. I do think, though, that the Packers aren't 
there yet. I yeah. think they they need to like heat up is what they need to do. Yeah. Like usually in the middle of the year, the Packer like Rogers goes like clicks a mode in his head. Yeah, where he goes, starts, I'm just gonna be the best player in the world now. Yeah, and then yeah. like he like like I feel like Russell switches that switch off halfway through the year. <laughs> Because it's really sad to it's watch. It's really annoying. Yeah, he's going to have 20 touchdowns in the first half. He's like, he's on record pace, and then he throws 12 the rest of the year, and you go, Yeah, what happened? Yeah. yeah, like Rodgers starts off with like, you know, yeah. he's got like 12 touchdowns, three picks, yeah. and then he goes the rest of the year. And then he goes throw a pick the rest he, of the year. Exactly. So yeah. I think he just needs to heat up. Their early schedule is really, really hard. Actually, their whole schedule is relatively pretty hard. Yeah, but, they're, yeah they're in the NFC North. So yeah, yeah, so it's all relatively hard. But mm-hmm. I think it cools down in the middle and end of the year. Yeah. So they just have to Withstand weather it. this early Do you think fun. that, you know, like, I, I don't want to go on predictions for this Lions game and everything else like that, but I, I do think that this Lions team in particular matches up kind of okay with this Packers team when it comes to what the Lions want to do well. Mm-hmm. And compared to what the Packers don't, and that's the run defense and the fact that the Lions really want to run the ball. Um, pass defense, Rodgers is going to throw 400 yards on Monday mm-hmm. night. It's just going to happen. Yeah. But like if they, if the Lions, like you to your point, can limit possessions, okay, you're going to score three out of every four times. All right, but if we only give you six attempts all game, yeah, maybe we can limit that. Exactly. Um, talking about the Lions, though. Um, it was a kind of a it was a weird game, right? The the box score makes you feel rosy on the inside. The game really got out of hand quickly at the end of the first half. But looking at that game as and how it went, I felt like the Lions were first of all, I want to give a big kudos to Anthony Lynn. I know they went up throwing the ball like fifty seven times, but that first half especially, they were doing a really nice job of allowing the offense to move and not putting in the defense into crappy positions because that game, the fact that the Lions were in it in that first half before the pick six happened, I think is a direct correlation on Anthony Lynn. I thought he called a tremendous football game mm-hmm. considering the talent or lack thereof on the outside. Um, you know, they run the ball really, really well. Jamal Williams had a great day. I thought Swift had a pretty nice day. Um, Hawkinson, obviously, but like, I just thought the, I thought the offensive line was really gelling. I thought Sewell looked really good against Bosa. I don't think Bosa's 100% in fairness to him, but I thought Sewell looked really good. I thought there was some positives that when you looked at this team going into the year and you said, okay, they're going to try to run the ball, right? They're going to try to hold the ball, and they're going to try to be aggressive on, on these short-down situations. I give Dan Campbell an A-plus for that first game, the way he managed it. They went for it on fourth and one early. They didn't They didn't punt when they were in the opponent's um, side of the field, right? Everything that we want the modern NFL day head coach to do, I thought they did. Obviously, the defense, bleeping train wreck. They mm-hmm. couldn't cover anything across the middle of the field. Give me your thoughts on this Lions team from what you saw. I'm not going to talk about the last eight minutes, mm-hmm. uh, you know, where the Lions let off and then we came back. But, like, yeah. overall, what did you see? What didn't you like? What do Lions fans need to be continue to look for in this rough stretch of the season? Because, yeah. like, do I think that there is a slight chance they can beat the Packers? Yes. Are they going to? No. Mm-hmm. Are they going to beat Baltimore? No freaking way. Can they beat Chicago, though? I think they can if Dalton plays. But just give me your thoughts on, on where this Lions team is and where, what people should be looking for. Because I yeah. do think there was some – positive notes offensively we can take away from there's a lot of negatives too but there's things where they what they want to be i think we saw that week one yeah no i think i think offensively they did well um I, I, I think you just see that the limitations at receiver. It's is really, really hampering Goff. I know Goff took a big flack this week, but mm-hmm. look at who he's throwing to. And yeah. I am not a Goff guy, yeah. but, but that, good that, lord. That was the thing we talked about right when yeah. like, Goff came here and we yeah. looked at the team makeup was right. like the one thing you could never knock Stafford years for yeah. were he always had receivers. Yeah. Whether it was, At least all receivers. Yeah, there were he, a couple years where it was Kelvin and then a whole bunch of shots. Yeah, but, but you, at least, you, you at least yeah. had Kelvin. Uh-huh. For then a little bit, you had Kelvin and Golden Tate. And then when Kelvin leaves, you got Marvin and then Kenny Galladay. Yeah. Like, he yeah. always had at least one or two receivers yep. Absolutely. that were around him. Mm-hmm. This year, you're like, he's got Hawk. Yep. Yeah. Tyrell like, Williams, who was he, out this week with a concussion. So. Yeah. Cool. And then you got like Quintus Cephas. Yeah. I'm gonna say Khalif Browner. Raymond. You got, you got yeah, Raymond. Like, so your receiving core is not very good Terrible. at all. So yeah. you're really just relying on a run, run, run. Yep. Check down to Hawk is really right. what you're hoping for. Right. But uh, to that extent, not having really good receivers and your quarterback play being average, they still played pretty well. Yeah. And uh, the defense was pretty rough. I was no, and that's I, I think that's the problem is that the offense I thought did enough 
early on. Now, when he throws the pick six, that was a bad throw. If you go back and look at that, it was he's bad. throwing into triple coverage. Either way, yeah. if it doesn't get picked, it should have been because yeah. it was just a bad read. But to your point, there was two biggest things I took away from Goff's play in particular. Number one, he's the limited chances they did have to take downfield, like the Amon-Ra-St. Brown wheel route that should have been a touchdown in the first quarter, Goff has to make those throws. The The limited opportunities that they are going to have downfield because of the lack of depth and, and talent at the wide receiver position, the times that they do scheme him open, he's got to hit those throws. That was my first takeaway. The second thing I took away from is the fact that in a, in a two-minute situation, I think Lions fans really need to temper their expectations on what you're getting. Mm-hmm. He is not Matt Stafford. And I know as much flack as Stafford would get in a two-minute situation, I don't think there's anybody better in the league week in and week out that, okay, we need a touchdown in the fourth quarter. He's mm-hmm. got one timeout or no timeouts. He's going to make yeah. some throws to get us down the field. Stafford is so good at that particular phase of the game mm-hmm. where it makes you frustrated. We go, where the hell was this the other 85 minutes of the game? But like, So there's that, too, where it's like, it's a totally different approach offensively than anything Stafford was here for. Yeah. So I think people need to really kind of get off of what Stafford did mm-hmm. as compared to what Goff does well. Yeah. You know, I, I just think I think if Goff hits on some deeper pass, I don't think people make as much a big deal about him not hitting receivers. I think it's a combination of he's trying not to lose you a football game mm-hmm. and a combination of who the hell's open. Yeah. I so on the last point yeah. too is I think if you want to take one positive out yeah. is the the not giving up aspect of the Absolutely. game is probably like the, I yeah. think the thing I took away the most yeah. where I I'm not going to lie I may have put something on the 49ers covering a spread so <laughs> I was kind of rooting against them yeah. to come back but I was like the fact that it was 8 points or at one point it was like yeah. 41 to 17 or something yeah, and then gross. you look at the final score it's 41 33 with a chance to tie with a chance to like yeah to go to OT yeah to go to OT or whatever yep. I think like that's a positive outlook that like you you watched the first game that Patricia coached against the Jets. It was Jets, a disaster. And it was a disaster. But no one felt like once it got like a little out of hand, everyone right. just gave up and was right. like, okay, no, this is it's over. It's over, yeah. At, at least with this Dan Campbell team, they didn't give up right away. They're like, maybe there's still a chance. Yeah. You know, you got the onside kick. You it was went a down fun scored, game to watch. And then you were like, okay, like let's, yeah, let's, let's keep go. going. Yeah, we scored. Eight minutes left. We're not going to make it. Oh. We got a punt. Yeah. Oh, we scored again. Oh my god, we got we the got outside that kick. kick. Oh my okay. god, he fumbled. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, like, like yeah. stuff kept happening to the thing right. where like it kept giving you mm-hmm. a little bit of life, and maybe it was because you were at home and you had a full crowd oh, there. Yeah, so for like, sure. but um, actually it was like half full because everyone left. Yeah. But right. Point is, point though, is yeah. though that they kept fighting, and I think that's a positive look. I am still a very have. firm believer that they have a good coaching staff on this team. Like, I I don't know how yeah. you felt about Dan Campbell. And what you wanted to see out of Dan Campbell specifically from a, I mean, how much can you really see out of a coach, right? But like, first quarter, fourth and one, they didn't get it because Jamal Williams got the turf monster attacked him clearly. Yeah. But like, he went for it on fourth and one. He went for it a couple times. Like, we're like, we're not punting. We yeah. can't. We can't punt here. Like, I was that for me was like, if Patricia's here, we're punting that ball a hundred percent of the time, or we're kicking a field goal. Like, I get you don't get points out of it, but like. You could have been, if they make that one field goal earlier in the game, it would have been 14-13 before the pick six. Mm-hmm. And if, even if you don't do anything, that's the score going into half. Any Lions fan would have said, okay, we got a half of football left against the Niners, a fully healthy Niners team. We're going in 14-13 to half. Mm-hmm. I think everybody was going to take that, right? So yeah. I think the youth showed quite a bit. You know, Okuda going down sucks on a massive amounts of levels because it's one more year where you don't get to see any development out of him, uh-huh. which is extremely unfortunate. Um, but at the same time, there were things I took away where I go, more talent. That's what you need. It's, yeah. At the end of the day, that's what we need. It's, yeah. You just need better players at the shiny position. Yeah. So something to look forward to. I'm, in, I'm looking forward to this Packers game. Um just because I think it's going to be something. I'm looking forward to see what they do against Baltimore. I'm looking forward to seeing what they do against Chicago. I'm looking forward to seeing this team grow mm-hmm. and, and really seeing your young players thrive. So it's it's an exciting time in some aspects. Um, I kind of hope at this point, looking at some of the quarterback play in college right now, maybe hope golf is the guy because woof. Uh, but anyway, 
Yeah. Speaking of college, though, let's let's talk college. Let's talk. Let's talk Michigan Wolverines. Let's talk Michigan State Spartans. Uh, let's talk Spartans first because they had a big win this weekend mm-hmm. over the twenty fourth ranked Miami Hurricanes. Uh, kind of a beatdown at the end. It wanted to be in thirty eight seventeen. I think the final. Um, you know, Michigan State's looking really good yep. right now. They're looking really good. They're able to run the ball really effectively. Solid quarterback play. Mel Tucker's got this team rolling. Thoughts on the Spartans right now? We talked about them last week, but this was the big test for them, and yeah. they came out and aced that test. Yeah, this was the – and not to a, not yeah. to as much of an extent as Michigan's going to have in a couple weeks, mm-hmm. but this is like the game that I would feel like Michigan going to Wisconsin in two yeah. weeks where I'm like, if you win this game – I'll yeah. feel a lot more confident if you lose. You, go, I'm not you are f- what you thought we yeah, were. Yeah, not, not you are what we thought we were because I think you're showing that yeah. you're better already than what yeah. we thought. But you're just like not at that level yet. Like right. You still need a, a year or two to get to that level. Right. I think they're playing at a high level. I think they should – I think it was unpopular. I think they should jump Michigan in the rankings. I absolutely like, think I thought they it was. I thought it was weird that Michigan was in there before State was. Yeah, I did too. I was like, you beat a bad Washington team that was overranked, who's yeah. now who's zero and two now, or I don't know what they. I don't know if they won yesterday, but like they were zero and two after that loss, mm-hmm. and then Michigan was twenty fifth, and I'm like, but I mean, State beat a good. I mean, I want to say good, but a solid Northwestern team in Big Ten play to open the season. Yeah, on mm. the road and stuff. And mm. I was yeah, like, Michigan's played Western and Washington, and Washington shouldn't have been ranked. Yeah, so, so mm. yeah, so I was I was a little confused at that. I think State should go up to like twenty three. I think yeah. Michigan should probably go to like twenty four. I think Michigan yeah, should up. stay right there. They played Northern Illinois. It doesn't count. Yeah, but um, uh, yeah, State's impressive. Uh, their next like three games against like. Nebraska, Northern Kentucky, and yeah. like Purdue or something. Yeah, they're going to be undefeated. So I'm like, I'm like, although getting... I will give Nebraska a lot of credit, they hung in with Oklahoma step yeah. for step mm-hmm. last night uh, or on Saturday night. Excuse me. Yeah. So I, I'm like, I think Michigan State has a really good shot at five and zero, six and zero at this point, and it, you know, going in five and six and zero, I'm like, that's a great yeah. start considering oh, yeah. I thought you were only going to win six games. Yeah, for sure. Going in. Yeah. So uh, props to Michigan State for being. Yeah, Mel Tucker Mel Tucker really got this is, team. Maybe going. the best hire in the yeah. college football right now. Yeah, he's looking. Yeah, it's, it went from being like, oh, to oh, all right, maybe yeah. maybe you're, we're you're maybe seen, we're making some headway here. There were, yeah, I feel like Mel Tucker right now. Mel Tucker is what um, what's his name? John Beeline was for Michigan basketball. Yeah, where people were like, huh? he couldn't really recruit well. Yeah, but like he gets his players yeah. to play. He well. also got a couple of big trans like the running back. I don't know his yeah. name. He gets he's, transfers. Yeah, but he doesn't get like a five star like recruits nope. yet. No. Nope. So if he can start getting the recruits, yeah. then he's gonna get to like Juwan Howard status, yeah. where he gets recruits. And, and he can coach, coach well, yeah. then it's going to be a monster. Out there. Yeah, they're doing really, really well right now. Um, I think they look better than Michigan does, but let's talk about Michigan. I mean, you played Northern Illinois, nine straight touchdown drives, right? You're still able to run the ball like mad people. You yeah. saw the deep ball finally come into effect a little bit yesterday. Uh, I think McNamara missed a couple, hit a couple. Yeah. You know, they put McCarthy in for a little bit. He was four for six for like 60 yards or something like that. Thoughts on the Michigan team? I mean, I don't want to say they've really had a test yet no in real reality yeah. so their first like, their first their first michigan state miami game is wisconsin in yeah. two weeks right because they play Rutgers next week that should be a win yes i'm it gonna say be. that i I, I have greg shiano always i'm not has gonna Rutgers i'm not gonna say out. a bold prediction but i think against wisconsin i think you're gonna see kate because they're gonna have to throw against yeah. Wisconsin, because yeah. they're not just going to pound the rock with Blake Horum all yeah. game long. They are work. right now, though. Jeez. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're playing three really, really bad teams. Yeah. But like, once you play a really good team, I know, or whatever, in Wisconsin, yeah. Yeah. I think they're going to realize, wow, maybe Kate can't throw the ball very well, yeah. and they're going to bring in JJ. Yeah. And see what he can let do. Let him sling it. And let him sling it around. I think because I do think they're going to be down against Wisconsin at one point, and they're mm-hmm. going to be like, we need to get uh, Michigan hasn't something. been tested in two facets in their passing game. And defending the pass, yes, at all, all year. So it's like, mm. it's like yeah. those are the two things. Those are the problems last year. Is that yeah. you couldn't throw, couldn't, and they're making a big deal where they couldn't run the ball. But Michigan could do well anything last year. Mm-hmm. Like they just couldn't play. Yeah. So normally Michigan can run the ball well. Yeah. against Bad teams. Right. And then when they play good teams that can stop the run, then their pass game goes like yeah. quiet. So yep. it's all going to depend on if they can throw the ball mm-hmm. around. I think they have good receivers. Like I know Ronnie yeah. Bell went out. That sucks. They have speed but everywhere. They have, they have Cornelius. They got Mike Silvestri or whatever. Yeah, they got Henning, who, who's a, who's a speed Henning demon. Henning is so fast. Yeah. So I'm like, you have speed places. Like You have mm-hmm. a big tight end that can mm-hmm. just like walk right in the middle of the field and catch stuff. So And their own line, they have eight guys that's starting capabilities right now. 
mm-hmm. and they're rotating them consistently. It's like yeah. I think they should be able to still run the ball. I don't want to say for like 300 yards like they're doing right now. That's a bit unrealistic. Yeah. But the, I think they should still be able to run the ball. The problem is, is that when you're beating up bad teams and you're running for 6,000 yards, it's like what is that showing me though? Mm-hmm. Because this is the time where you got to be working in some passes here. Like I'm still on the train. If Michigan doesn't beat – better teams this year and they wind up being at a 500 level mm-hmm. guy Gattis seems to be fired yeah. I, I'm, I'm of that opinion like you have to be able to develop these guys you got to be able to get them to some yeah. level of efficiency here um but i think they look fine i'm glad that they're blowing out bad teams i'm yeah, glad it's not playing like, like army like, and like we're like, winning like, by a yeah, field goal i was gonna say like two years ago when they played mid-tennessee state yeah and it was like 28 30, to 10 yeah, yeah 28 to 10 or something and people were like I mean, they won. He but threw like, four touchdowns, Shea Patterson. They go, I don't care. Yeah, like at least count. at least this year they play Western and they play Northern Illinois and even Washington to an extent. Yeah, and it was like twenty beat to one down. or more. Points. Yeah, they beat them like, down. They beat the crap out of them. So yeah. at least that's a positive where yeah. they're not. It's not close. They're beating no. the crap out of and teams. This does feel more like a Harbaugh team than in the past few years. Like. Yeah. They do want to run the ball. They're pulling a ton more. I don't know if I don't. I, I, maybe not a lot of people pay attention to the offensive line, but they are trapping. They're doing these tight end traps. They're pulling a ton of people. It's yeah. very reminiscent of what they used to do at Stanford. I don't. A lot of people are like, "You're gonna go back and watch old Stanford tapes when Carbo was there." But if you go back and look, it's very reminiscent of that because Stanford mm-hmm. didn't have the best talent, so they had to do things to to you know supplement that lack of talent so you had to out scheme them right so and offensively they ran the ball really effectively at stanford when harbaugh was there they did the same thing with the niners frank gore looked amazing under that 49ers team colin kaepernick was a top quarterback in the league because they didn't throw the ball 30 times a game so Mm -hmm. it's definitely very more reminiscent of a harbaugh team so i'm gonna give them credit for that for trying to trying to find an identity i just don't think they have one but i think it's i think we're trying to get something where it needs to be what Michigan does best, not what Ohio State does and we're trying to replicate it, not what Alabama does. It's what does Michigan do? What do we want to be as a team, and how do we become the best at mm-hmm. it? That's what they need to find out still. So going to get some big tests here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, Rutgers should be meh, but, you know, you got Wisconsin. you got, you know, Penn State. You've got Michigan State. Right, Michigan State, Ohio. Like, you've got the, the chunk of your beef is coming Mm-hmm. quickly here where you're going to find out what this team is. You're going to find out what Michigan State is too. I think that Michigan State and Michigan game is going to be a great game. Um, I still think Michigan State wins, but yeah. I digress. Yeah. I, I give you a few more weeks. To yeah, decide. right. Like if Michigan State all of a sudden like drops out the face of the earth where you go, what's yeah. happening? Well, that's the thing. Like or if, Michigan, if, same way. Michigan loses to Rutgers. I go, oh, this is a three-score game. Well, not even that, but if Michigan comes out and balls against Wisconsin, I go, maybe they're both just really good. Yeah, maybe and they now, are. Now maybe I don't know. Right, exactly. And then you're like, oh, this is perfect scenario for everybody. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um. Yeah. Let's shift focus here a little bit. Here. Let's let's jump into the wrestling world. Uh. Before we preview um Extreme Rules and Grand Slam, let's let's talk uh the title changes that happened on WWE television. First off, we have a new WWE champion, Mister Big E. Um, cashes in, mm-hmm. beats Bobby Lashley. Holiday Hoobity Wuddy, new champion. They kind of they teased it all day basically that Monday yeah. night, uh, and they just kind of pulled the trigger. Thoughts on Biggie being your new WWE champion? Um, I think it's gonna be fun. Yeah. Uh, I'm cool giving it a few months to see how it rolls out, but yeah. I don't like. I'm just kind of over all the money in the bank stuff. Yeah. So I mean, I'm glad that it's now like done. Yeah. Like both of them are done, so we can right. just roll for like half a year without it. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, Biggie's champ. We'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, at least big, at least they got a big match on Raw. I think it's Raw this week. I think they got. Roman and the Usos coming to face the New Day. Yeah, which and, I find which weird because I, th- I was like, why are you just bringing people over? But, yeah, I did think that was, but I'm very looking forward to that match, though. I think it's going to yeah. be phenomenal. But, uh, yeah, so Big E's champ. I mean, I'm, I I wouldn't say I'm, like, indifferent about it, but I just, yeah. I'm, like, interested to see how it's going to work. You, you know what's weird about this is, like, you, you're listening to the, you know, to the internet community, and everyone's losing their minds, right? And I, and I don't know. Maybe I'm just in the minority when it comes to this, but I'm kind of like you. It's not that I'm much indifferent. But at the same time, I'm just I'm like okay. Like I, I just I, I just never felt like Biggie. I kind of feel the same way when Kofi won it. Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of like okay, yeah, he he's been here a long time. He deserves a run, sure. Yeah. But what does it do for me yeah. overall? Like I yeah, it's they don't have like any like crazy names that I'm like yeah built up that I'm pumped about being a champ. Right. Like yeah. like McIntyre was the last one for me where yeah. I thought they did a nice job of really like oh we're really 
you could yeah. feel the momentum. Yeah, like like how AEW is doing with Hangman right now. Like whenever yeah. he comes back Slow to go burn. win it, it's gonna be like, oh, yeah. oh my god, yeah, yeah. We're, we're ready for it. Like I'm not ready for Big E to be champion. I'm not ready for Bobby Lashley to take it from him. I'm not ready for yeah. name I, a guy to honestly, come back to fight him. I don't care. Like, I think Bobby, considering the way they did it, and it was annoying at the time, but looking back on it, I understand why. Where you go, I was ready for Lashley to beat the Miz, and they and they drew it out. They, Miz yeah. was champion for what two weeks, right? Yeah. But like those two weeks, you were like, just like let's go. Like I'm yeah. ready for Lashley to take it. And so when he did, everyone's like. Let's go. Like, yeah. Lashley's champion. Let's go. We're going to have, you know, like, he, that's a guy who earned, and I think we're kind of getting there with Big E a little bit, but I've just never seen Big E as WWE champion. I never really saw Kofi as WWE champion, in mm-hmm. fairness. Um, I think Big E's win, though, is a bit more reactionary to the fact that AEW is really catching some steam. Um, so I don't know if that necessary you know has anything to do with my lack of enthusiasm i guess i think i think it has to do with mine. And, i'm not gonna lie and, and also i think too i don't know what the what the long-term arc for his run is right like okay so if he defends the title extreme rules which hasn't been announced yet i don't think has it has he officially defending against lashley or anybody yet no. i don't think so right so it's like is he gonna face lashley is he gonna beat lashley because that's kind of weird. Like, mm-hmm. is he gonna face like McIntyre? What what is the what is the plan? Um, and like, if he's a transitional guy where he drops the belt in two weeks, that's gonna be oh. rough. So it's like, mm, I, he, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, he's got to have to hold it for a little bit. But like, yeah, right. And but you know, it's similar to Kofi though, where Kofi held it for six months, and then as soon as he dropped it. Right back into tags. Mm-hmm. Like there was no like, oh, he's gonna still be a single. You know, they're gonna do their own thing. Yeah. Nope. Right back to tagging with Xavier Woods. You're Raw Tag Champions immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't know. It was just weird. Uh, the other big title change, Samoa Joe goes down with an injury. I say that with oh, quotes. Yeah. Yeah, his injury was being 40. Um, and then we had a fatal four-way. Kyle O'Reilly gets hurt, so they have some random dude that I've never heard of before getting this match. Um, and I have a very good comparison for that, and I'll, I'll, I'll do that in a second. But Tommaso Ciampa wins the title. Definitely thought it was going to be Eli Drake the entire time. I was like, this just seems mm-hmm. loses the opening match. I'm like, I've seen this script before. Nope. Turns out Eli's just getting pinned all night long. Champa's champ thoughts on Champa <laughs> winning the title. Did not expect him. Yeah. Of all the people, I thought if anything else, Pete Dunn would have been second place in yeah. this. Uh, yeah, I'm excited because I like Champa. Yeah, um, me too. Other than that, though, I don't like. Doesn't it doesn't really like push the needle for me to like no. want to tune in? What um, did you think of the show as a whole? I, I actually relatively enjoyed the show. I thought it was the parts that I watched. I, yeah. I, I like, relatively enjoyed. I thought um, they made Braun Breaker hate the name, but I thought he looked like a star. Yeah, immediately Rex. You know, uh, uh, not Scott Steiner's son, but uh, Rick Steiner's son, mm-hmm. uh, Braun Breaker. They're not going to acknowledge on TV for some stupid reason, but. Um, I thought he looked fantastic. Yeah, no, I kind of like I like the idea that they have. The problem mm-hmm. with the idea that they have mm-hmm. is that when they go to the main roster, yeah, it's not going to be the same thing. No, like that's my problem with NXT for the last like yeah two years, right? right. Since all the call ups are happening, really, like mm-hmm. really since like 2018, 2019, yeah. is like you get invested into a character in NXT, but then they call him up yeah. or call him up or move him, him yeah. and then they're just like different or they just like ruin them, and I'm like. Then why am I investing time in NXT right, right. when I should just be watching the main roster? Because when they go there, they're gonna be different anyway. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like stuff like that where I'm like, I think Braun Breaker is really cool, but then when he goes to the main roster, he has a completely different name, a completely different look, right. and he's doing completely different things. Yeah. I'm like, then why do yeah, I watch well, all yeah. of this NXT stuff? Right. So uh, NXT, like I like NXT as a concept. So either if you're individually just watching NXT. Or you're just watching the main roster. I think you have to only watch one because you won't get the connect yeah. on both. Yeah, I think it's yeah. I think they really are trying to make NXT developmental again, yeah, like truly. Yeah, truly developmental, and which I don't have necessarily a problem with. Like if you're listening, if you want to, if you're going to use NXT to introduce a whole bunch of new stars, fine. Yeah. I am totally cool with that, right? But then some of these guys that you've had lingering around for a while. You need to have them put over the new guys and then go to the main roster. What does that mean? Like, Champa and Gargano shouldn't still be there if yeah. you're reinventing the roster because right. they've been there for like right. years. Yeah, and they need to they need to establish some guys before they just – because I was a little nervous at one point during that match that that new dude – I don't even know his name mm-hmm. – that was going to win the title. And I was about to be like, 
I can understand why you're putting new guys in this. I don't understand putting the title on them yeah. right this second. Like, let's have a little bit of foresight here to, mm-hmm. to do things. Um, I thought the show overall, though, I thought it was cool, honestly. Mm-hmm. I, I like the new thing. I think you've got enough established talent still there to really kind of grow it along as you've yep. got some of these young guys. So I didn't think I didn't think it was terrible. I just thought it I thought it was a new take, which I thought was which was kind of interesting. Yeah. I do think though that they need to put their takeovers in stadiums or in bigger arenas mm-hmm. because I think that's the one thing that's really hindered NXT is every show with the Capital the Wrestling same. Center. Yeah. yeah. Like they need to have like I'm cool with the arena right now for NXT because there's like a lot of people or whatever. It looks like what yeah. their original NXT right. was, like the small and yep. wholesale or whatever. But they need to take it to an arena for takeovers to make that feel yeah. right bigger. Like it, bigger. Yeah, make it feel like it's a show, right? Yeah. That we want to watch for sure. Um but they won't but no probably not. It's okay. Uh, all right, let's let's review or let's preview Extreme Rules and then let's talk AEW's Grand okay. Slam stuff here. So um, Extreme Rules happens next or uh, six days from when you hear this on the twenty sixth of September. Okay, rough. We got <laughs> Liv Morgan versus Carmella in an announced match. Yay! Um, so that's and the crowd goes and they create. Yeah, they're like, all right, we're gonna give Liv Morgan this push because. Yeah, Liv Morgan should take this, and that's fine. Honestly, if yeah. you're going to use this on a pre-show to give Liv Morgan some momentum and she's going to yeah. be a next challenger, totally with cool it. with it. Um, we're going to go Damian Priest versus Sheamus. Uh, singles match for the U.S. title. Damian Priest Sheamus. wins, but it'll be a wild match. Yeah, I think it's going to be solid. I think it's going to be better, actually, than their SummerSlam match. Probably. I'm going to make that prediction as well. Uh, we got Charlotte Flair versus Alexa Bliss for the Raw women's title. This one's, I mean, Charlotte's probably going to win, yeah. but it's like one of those. Like, I think this could be a good one, though, for sure. I, I, you know, what's funny is I remember thinking back a while ago where I was like, man, Alexa Bliss is kind of like being forced at us a little bit when she was champion for all that time. I'm like, mm-hmm. kind of over it. I kind of miss the old Alexa Bliss. Now. I do too. Like, I miss her just being like the Harley Quinn. Yeah, like style. Just, yeah, right. Like yeah. you know, just kind of a little bit of a bitch, but like sassy because she's little, right? And she just kind of sneak. Like, I miss that. Maybe it's just because we've seen this Bray Wyatt thing for forever now. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of like I'm ready for her to just to, yeah, be Alexa Bliss again. Uh, we got the Usos taking on the Street Profits for the SmackDown Tag Titles. Uh, I'm assuming the Usos. This could be. This is going to be a great match well, if they have the time. Fine. If they yeah. if they give him 12, 15 minutes, mm-hmm. I think you're going to see a lot of high flying. Usos need to. I don't think the Usos should lose the titles until Roman gets mm-hmm. beat. Like, I think they need to keep that going. Unless it's a short-term thing. Yeah. The Usos are the best tag team on their roster. By a lot. And I don't even think it's close right now. Uh, We got... I'm going to hope it's the co-main, but Mm -hmm. who knows. Uh, We got Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair. I got Becky Lynch in another 12-second match because... It better not be. Because it doesn't make sense that, you know... That that one move that Becky Lynch used should just beat her every time. Yeah, so so that's not going to happen. Um... Yeah, Becky yeah, is going to probably retain. I, I honestly won't be shocked, though, if we don't get a finish in this. If it gets to a Smaz kind of finish, right? Yeah, that's I won't be shocked because I don't think they're going to want to beat Bianca straight up twice. You know what I mean? Yeah, so think, either yeah, Becky's going to cheat. That's either, what you think. Either Becky's going to cheat and really solidify a heel turn, heel turn, because yeah. really it's just, just kind of doing that weird in-betweener thing. Mm-hmm. Um, or it's a Smaz finish where somebody – like. Bianca hits her with a chair because she's so sad or something yeah. and gets disqualified. Something like that. Okay. Uh, yeah, I got Becky, though. But I think I, Becky retains. I don't think so far. I can see I, Sasha coming back, even, and yeah. getting in there. And then all of a sudden, we got three chicks going at it. You never cool. know. Uh, yeah, I actually don't think any title is going to change hands here as I'm looking at it. But we got uh, Roman Reigns versus the Demon Finn Balor. Oh, we actually, I think we have Shinsuke and Apollo Crews, I think, for the IC title, too. Oh, okay. I think that's that's not on my list. Yeah, I think, it was but... on, I think it was announced on SmackDown. Okay. I think. I, I'm... Let's peg it in there, but I'm right, pretty sure. Right, we'll, we'll, Shinsuke we'll, retains. There we go. We'll, yeah, okay, we went we'll over it. it. We went over it. I just Shinsuke's wanted to get it out because okay, I'm pretty sure that's going to be on the okay, show. Okay, we can also then say, what about like Big E and whoever he faces? I'm going to take Big E. Yeah, probably. I I don't know what to do with Big E as champion right now. I'm very confused. Okay. I, I don't know how to book it. You know, it's weird. All right, and then Roman Reigns versus yeah. the Demon Finn Balor. I'm pumped to see the Demon come back. Yeah. Um, don't think it's the right time. But I don't think it's the right time. I think it should have been against literally anybody else yeah. because the demon should not lose 100%. the first time he comes back. And honestly, what I think I would have preferred, looking at this now, like thinking about it, right? So Finn doesn't go demon here, okay? Loses to Roman because we know it's going to be Roman and Brock at Crown Jewel, unfortunately. Yes. Right? 
But when I say unfortunate, it's not unfortunately we get the match. It's unfortunate that it's going to happen there, not the right place. But I digress. Why not for this draft, right? Biggie goes to Raw, right? Because he's WWE champion. Why not turn Finn there and then the demon beats Big E? You know what I mean? Like, yes. where, because Finn has been this good guy for so long. He goes to NXT and he's got an attitude, blah, 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 whatever, right? But he was still a baby face at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So then he comes out and he uses the demon and yeah, everybody goes wild, but then he just obliterates. You know, like him and Big E have just a knockdown, drag out fight. And then Finn's running on top of Raw. And then you got Big E there. You've got Sheamus and Damian Priest and whoever else they're going to put on Raw in this draft. But I feel like that's a good way to. Because I think, I think Finn, anybody going against Roman right now, it seems like a stretch. Mm-hmm. But the WWE title match, it feels like they could definitely, you know, go with Finn and really try to give him a run and elevate some guy. And he's got a new badass thing where it's like, hey, listen, it's kind of like the Bray Wyatt Fiend thing. He turns the Fiend down. Fiend don't lose. Mm-hmm. You know, he turns the demon on and all of a sudden it's like, oh, crap. He just beat Big E and now he's running the roost and all that. I don't know. I just feel like that's maybe a better way to use it. Because the demon, I feel like when the demon comes out, it's got to be a worthy, like, this has been a build up. Like mm-hmm. a build, we're building, we're building, we're building, we're building, and then the demon. He's yeah. lost to Roman once on TV, and now he's the demon again. It's like, yeah. he's still going to lose. Yes. Yeah, no, I disagree with bringing up the demon here, but yeah. that's what they're going to do. And I'll be pumped because I like the entrance. So Yeah, the entrance is cool. Yeah. But I that's, still, that's I still really love I got Roman Reigns. He's so good. Yeah. I love Roman Reigns. He's so good. Love to hear it. He's okay. my favorite. He's my favies. <laughs> I love, I love At least in WWE right. right now. I don't know if there's anybody I think I... Oh, WWE, yes. yes. I would agree with that. Yeah. No, oh, not oh, overall. No. Overall, Adam Cole. Adam Cole still got this man's heart. I Let's be clear. That. Okay. Uh, Let's be clear here. How dare... I mean, come on. All right. All right. So we shift into... Uh, yeah, let's, let's go uh, to AEW Grand Slam. So I'm going to set the stage here a little bit here. So the biggest show they've ever had, right? It's a stadium show. It's going to be... Really, it's going to be a four-hour pay-per-view broken up in a Wednesday in a... A two-hour dynamite and a two-hour rampage, right? Wednesday yes. and Friday, right? Yes. Um, this these two cards, if we're calling it two cards, right, are loaded. And they're going to be loaded. I am very excited for these. They are yeah. really trying to put everything into this to make sure that that place yeah. sells out and that that place is like the show yeah. going in. Do you, all right. Do you want to do rampage or dynamite first? Let's do dynamite. Let's just go in order what, what people okay, are going to cool. see. All right. So we will get – let's see what we got here. Okay. Darby Allen and Sting taking on FTR. I think this match is going to be okay. I think Sting is going to look good because yes. they're going to make him look good. FTR is good. great, but I think FTR should win this match. I I think they should, but I think yeah, actually no, I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah, take that. I too. think FTR needs to win. I this think match, I think Darby actually. and Sting could lose. It'd be fine. So yeah, FTR I'm ready cool. for Darby to turn heel now. Hey, I'm very. I don't think they're going to or Sting. Going, but either yeah. way. I am ready for because I feel like we're getting to the point where Darby he loses the TNT title right loses to Punk in a good match but he loses right mm-hmm. now he's facing FTR Sting takes the pin even yeah. right or causes Darby to get rolled something and we start to feel the dissension where Darby's like I don't need you I don't know why you're here you're mm-hmm. you're dragging me down yeah I feel like we could see that because outside of Kenny and like the Bucks and Col- like that little group there. We don't really have any other established middle heels. I guess him and Miro. I was going to say Miro. But, but like, all I, the I champions know. are heels. Yeah. But, uh, well, the Lucha Bros aren't, are they? Oh, no. But like the yeah. Young Bucks were and yeah. they just lost. Them. I don't know. But, I just feel like uh, I, I feel like I need more heel stuff heel. going on right now. I, like, I, I need know. more heely stuff going on yeah. right now. All right. Uh, we got MJF and Brian Pillman Jr. I don't like care about this match, but MJF's promos yeah. are the funniest. I think, MJF just, I think MJF is doing a great job. I think this is a... This right here is the example of giving a young guy an opportunity to shine in a big match and while at the same time allowing your one of your biggest heels who just lost to Chris Jericho a chance to get a rebound big win big win I say that in quotes because yeah. you're making it feel big win right and getting all of his heat back. Yeah. Brian Pillman Jr. is a star of the future for sure. I think him and Griff Garrison are definitely going to be tag champs in the next yeah. two years. Yes. Um, But I love the way that they've done this. I think it's great. I think it's going to be a match where no one's going to really remember it. But I think it's something for the here and now is a perfect a way rolling. to get MJF back rolling and to give Pillman, somebody who is a young up-and-coming guy, a spotlight. Which yeah. I think is going to be great. 
Uh, we got um, Alakai Black and Cody Rhodes. This, this is, is probably be, the, the one yeah. I'm most looking forward to. This is going to be um, really good. This one's also tough because I'm like, I probably Cody wins. I kind of hope he doesn't. But I also hope he doesn't either yeah. because I think Malachi is just killing people. And I would maybe love – Maybe Ma- we get a Cody heel turn. Nah, they're no, not going to do that. Uh, I know. He's like, he's like the Giants. So he's never going to turn heel. Um, he, he's going to tease it ever, but like he's never going to do it. Mm. But uh, Malachi Black – I think should probably win this. Go beat like I know he's a heel and it'll be heel on heel. Go beat Miro for the TNT title yeah. and then have Cody somehow. Do back, you think though? Do you think that, that Miro's or not Miro? Uh, that Malachi Black's character is one that because I do think he, okay. I'll say because I know you're gonna go yeah. and be like, does he need a title? Yeah. He doesn't need a title. Yeah. But I do think so. And actually, let's long term this. Yeah. I think Sammy Guevara is gonna end up beating Miro. I'm totally for like that. Yeah, because they're feuding with the Fuego yeah, kid Fuego right now. and their friends. That's so Sammy, huge So Sammy takes Miro out. Yeah. And then give it like a couple weeks or yeah. a month. He's going to be right. a transitional guy. For sure. Have Malachi beat, beat him Sammy in five seconds. In like yeah. five seconds. He's going to be a dominant champion. He's going to yeah. be like, you want this? Well, I'm going to kill you or right. whatever. Yeah. And then Cody's like, well, I'm the only guy I'm yeah. going to try to fight you for. And then the third time it's a charm for Cody kind oh, of thing. Oh, I don't want Cody to win it again. That's unfortunate. Yeah, and then Cody does his little baby thing. They need Cody to get back in the world title picture. After Kenny drops it, they really need to kind of... See, here's the thing is, I would have said that like six months ago. Yeah. But now with all the guys they have there, it's hard to swing him in there somehow. Yeah, and I got a question about this Brian match we're going to get to later. But like... I I have... uh, Yeah. Yeah, I have lots of stuff. Yeah, Uh, because I don't necessarily know if it's the right time I, I i have problems i with it, i also i can yeah. i can maybe fix those problems i have questions you. but anyway um this match is going to be really really good though it's going to be slow i'm going to say that it's going to start fast it's, it's going to be start it's going to be your rob favorite slow build yeah but it's going to start fast time. though because they're going to come out right cody's going to have all this emotion right i yeah. i can anticipate ding ding stare at each other fist 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 go out to the outside go through the crowd a little bit come back and then we start the match you yeah. know what i mean um, this is going to be really, really good though. I really don't think Cody should win this match. I don't, I think he's going to, I if I'm, too. if I'm, if you're going for like accuracy, I think he's going to, but I don't think he should. Yeah, I, think I don't think it, Cody, I think at this point has reached a level in AEW particular where he can lose some and it's not really affected. Yeah. You know? And it's also cause he, like knowing back yeah. in, he can't really make it to the world title picture air quotes technically because right. of the stipulation a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, he can like lose, and you're like, well, he's never really gonna be yeah, world champ. So like, I still like you're like, it's in the back it's of your one mind. One of those, one of those things where I can, I can disagree with what you've done, and then go, I understand the logic. I still, for life, of me have not been able to talk myself into yeah. that stipulation. I'm just like wondering, and it's gonna be like two years. We always say, like, oh yeah, it's gonna be two years yeah. from now. Mm-hmm. But like in like two years, yep. someone's gonna be on top, and it's only Cody can mm-hmm. beat him, and we oh, have to yeah. find out who that oh, guy yeah. is. All right, the match I think we're gonna talk about the least because I think it's pretty obvious. Yeah, uh, Britt Baker versus Ruby Soho. Yeah, like Britt Baker, Britt Baker in a wins. really good match. Yep, I think it'll be solid, and then Ruby will never be seen on TV again. <laughs> and that's, that's the way the women's division works. Whoever's the challenger gets a bunch yeah. of TV time until they lose, and then if you're the champion, you get all the TV time until you lose. That's yeah. how it works. Yeah. Uh, and then has the... anybody seen a Karoshi in the last <laughs> six months? Nope. nope. Okay. Uh, Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega with Don Callis. This match is okay. going to be bonkers. So, non-title, right? Non-title. So, it's a 20-minute so time limit. No. Here's what I'm thinking. 20-minute time limit, they go to a draw. Mm. I think okay. you could have it. So, here's what I'm thinking is you could go to a point where – now, it's either Kenny or Daniel, but you do like I the – I do o- like the draw idea. I'm, I'm you do, you so okay, so you got the like – the think like Okada yep. Omega. Yep. I got you. Where like – I don't know if you want to have Kenny be the one crawl or Brian. That's no. like depending on the storytelling yeah. you want to tell. But one of them, hit, like he hits like a one yep. wing or something, or the running knee, yep. whichever way you like it better. Yep. He's crawling over and maybe even yeah. pins him. And right. it's like the one, one two, two, time runs out. Yeah. And then it's like, I almost beat you. And maybe maybe it's Brian that's mm-hmm. about to pin yeah, him. I, I think because that's the then right way to do it. Yeah. Brian's like. Because then it forces the rematch. Yeah, because then Kenny's like, well, I mm-hmm. beat you. I retained the title through you. And Daniel's like, but. Like you didn't beat me, I didn't beat you. Right. So let's go no time limit. Yeah. At full yeah. gear, and right. then they have a real match where then Brian loses to Kenny. Yeah. yeah see, that's the thing. That's so, what I'm thinking is going to happen. That's the only way I would, I would endorse this then, because if if Brian wins, okay. I don't like Brian winning. If Brian wins, to, if Brian, so right? If Brian wins somehow, yeah. Then you're setting up that title match where you then know Brian is definitely going to lose. lose. I don't like that. I don't like that yeah. either. 
if Kenny wins, then there's no yeah, point for a rematch. Weird. Then, yeah. then full gears now, Brian Kenny, which yeah. I think is weird because I think that's what I just think this is event. too early. I just don't think they need it. I yeah. think that this is a we're just trying to make the biggest show possible, which as a fan of overall, I can definitely appreciate. Yeah, I don't think it's needed here. I, don't I think, think so I think they honestly could have gotten away with doing a tag, something where Brian pins Kenny in a tag to set up the same type of thing. Now, am I very, very excited for this match? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I think it's I, 20 minutes is maybe not enough time for these guys, which I, I think, think is going to give you a taste where you go, oh, I want to see it again. I think I think it's li- yeah. it's the exact it's yeah. it's a great teaser that mm-hmm. AEW always does. Right. Here's 20 minutes. They're going to go to a draw. Whether yeah. I think it's going to be Daniel probably not thinking through. It's well, I be want Daniel. a double pin. I think that'd be better. Like Brian or like Kenny hits the Snapdragon, right? But instead of snapping and going for the pin, he holds it like you know what I mean. And yeah. so Kenny's shoulders are down, Brian's shoulders are down. I mean that's fair and too. And it's like I think they pin what, each other. whatever way it is, yeah. it's going to be no contest. Yeah, it's going to be a dual win or a dual whatever. Yeah, and then it's going to be it's which is going to then get a set yeah. up. And that's here. what's weird too, though, is that because now Brian's first match in AEW is not a. If we're going with the logic that it's going to be a draw, you're like okay. So it's not a win. Here's the but thing it's not is, I think if Brian had the choice, yeah. he would just lose. Yeah, I think so too. Like if Brian was like, okay, what do you want to do in this match? Yeah. Like like yeah. creative, full creative freedom for right. Brian. What do you want to yeah. lose? He'd be like, I'll just lose to Kenny. Yeah. Right now, and I don't think I, I think they're gonna be like, how about we push yeah. it out and yeah. draw oh, it yeah, out a little wait bit. Wait a little. Yeah. Before you I don't lose. know. It's, th- this one's gonna be the one where. There's so many different avenues you can take. Some are much better than others. Yeah. Like a draw. I don't want Kenny to lose this match. I don't either. Like I think that's the I'm, worst. Here's the thing. Scenario. I'm okay if if you want Kenny just to beat him because yeah. then just set up something else. Right. Here's the thing. If you beat him and Hangman's ready and he just comes out and challenges him at or full gear, sure. If Callus, I can I can totally see. Roll up. Callus hits him with the belt. Kenny rolls him up. One, two, three. Escapes. Yeah. We build to. We okay, build you can't gear. beat me. It's you and Callus. We get to full gear. Everybody's banned from ringside. Kenny yeah, beats the match. Yeah, right. exactly. Like you so, can, there's a lot of different ways you can get there. Like I don't love that idea, yeah. but you can get I, there. If you I, want I, I liked. I've like talked myself into which. I, if it doesn't yeah. happen, I'm not gonna be upset. But right. I've talked myself into, into being the, a draw. the Omega kind of draw, mm-hmm. which then sets up a later match. Is what I'm like kind of. Yeah, at. I kind of wish it was almost longer, because I in my perfect world, if you say it's a 30 minute time limit or a four or whatever, right? Yeah. Where they both knock each other out, and they're both just dead yeah. in the middle of the ring. And you get the 10 count, and everybody goes, That's That's oh. why I don't think it could be like a double count out, because right. I feel like 20 minutes is enough to kill either no, one. No, that's what I'm saying. That's why I said I wish it was long. Because like in yeah. my mind, I see like Kenny hits a big move. Brian hits a big move. They're both dead. Right? I can just see them both spread eagle in the middle of the ring next to each other. Yeah. And then it's like time expires, and they're both dead. And everyone's just like, what do we do? Yeah. And you go off the air thinking, what does this mean? Yeah. You know, there's a lot of different avenues. Either way, long story short, this match is going to be a banger. Um, it, yeah, I think it's going to give us a first. I think it's going to basically be like the first 20 minutes of a match that's supposed to go 40. Yes, that's exactly what's going to be. Have it's going to go short. Yeah, and then they're going to get a full go, gear match, mm, which is going to be like 35 minutes. Yeah. That's going to be a killer. Yeah, All interesting right. to see how they book it. So then going to Rampage, yep. we have, we'll just go yeah, through these that, really that's quick. That's part one, folks. Jesus. Yeah, so this one's, I think, a little less, but yeah. it'll still be fun. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of tags on here. So you got Penelope Ford at uh, Anna J in a singles match. Penelope, cool. yeah, yeah. Take, take whoever on that. I think Anna J actually finds up winning that, but they don't really care. Yeah. Uh, we got the Inner Circle, Ortiz and Santana, and the Lucha Bros, uh, Phoenix and Penta. Taking on the Hardy family office, mm-hmm. Isaiah Cassidy, Mark Quinn, the Blade, and the Butcher. So you have an eight-man tag. Um, Lucha faces, Bros. Faces win that. Faces win. Clean. Yeah. Unless um, they're trying to spin one of those teams off in a challenge in the Lucha Bros, in which case maybe. I could foresee a very good instance, though, where the Lucha Bros and uh, Inner Circle win, and then they have a face-off. Yeah, and those it's like two. Us, us I think that's the best case scenario because Santana and Ortiz have not been used properly yeah. yet. And they their matches very in good tag great. team, huh? Their matches. In oh impacts. my god, they were fantastic. Yeah, yeah they that is a matchup where I would go. Yep, sign yeah. me up. Sign me up. Full gear. Put that absolutely tag, tag titles yeah. on the line. Yes, sir. Uh, men of the year: Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. By the way, love this tag team. Yes, and I think um, this is where I, as much as they want Scorpio to be a single, he's just not. Nope. He is not a single. Put him with Ethan Page forever because they're yep. great. Yeah, uh, they're taking on. 
uh, the inner circle, rest of the members, Chris Jericho and Jake yeah, Hager. Yeah. Um, I think I would, they win this. By I, the way. I was in, I, who? The not the inner circle. Oh yeah, the men of the year. Yeah. I, I would love for them to win because they should just build up this tag team and have them challenge on like a Word. weekly episode of Dynamite somewhere or on a rampage. Word. Big fan. Yep. Uh, six man tag. We have future predictions for this, but Christian Cage and the Jurassic Express taking on the Elite, Adam Cole and the Young Bucks. I told. Some of my friends yeah. who are starting to watch AEW that this match is going to be an absolute banger. Um, mm-hmm. I think you would agree with me that this is going to be an absolute uh, banger. This is going to be phenomenal in every sense of the word. Yes. Like, I can't even begin to I really can't to even you. think of, like, I think the only better six-man would be, like, if you put the Lucha Bros and, like, Hang Pac on. or something or, yeah. against this elite team would be any better. But even then... I think this yeah. is as, almost as good as it can get. Yeah. And this, this match is, is going to be crazy If you're good. looking for like, oh, here's a good six-man tag, yeah. this is a good And it's either going to be tag. this or the match we're in, the singles yeah. match we'll talk about later that's yeah. probably going to main event the show. Yeah, and, this match, if it's not, it's going to be a tough out because this match is going to be... This one will either... This op- is going to be a one, car actually, crash. This could, be, this could open and just start off hot. Oh, boy. Boy, if you open with that, good luck following this. I don't know if there's gonna be a match better on this. Card I don't think than this one. Honestly. Yeah, I, I think this will be the best match on Rampage yeah. by far. Like, I think this match is gonna be. But, I think this match and Brian and Omega are gonna be the two matches where you go back and you go. Yeah, we can like, watch that. I mean, like, and I do think this is a perfect time. And we talked about this off air to introduce trios six, championships yeah, six or man six tags. man, whatever the hell you want to call it. Um, yeah, it's about time. In some of my belt forums that I that I'm in, there was a picture that was released by the one of the guys who did the leather work for uh, the first TNT Championship with a new AEW kind of like stamping on some leather. He took it down and said that his assistant was supposedly sending it to somebody that they were trying something else out new. Mm-hmm. But I don't necessarily know how much of that I believe. Yeah. So if you want to f- go into some, you know, some Fan rumors theory. and whatever rumors and innuendo. Um, I think they're coming, and I think they need to come. I think this is a perfect opportunity. This match goes out. Tony Khan comes in. Like Cole cuts a great promo. Mm-hmm. There's nobody better than us three together in the world. Conan comes out. Well, we're gonna find out because starting two yeah. weeks from now on Dynamite, introducing the new AW six man tag belts, and now Dynamite is must watch for the next month and a half. Yeah, that's more than it already is. Yeah, and then so and the reason why I think this match will open. Yeah, is because I think the main event. Yeah. As I hit my microphone, yep. will be CM Punk versus Powerhouse Hobbs. Ooh, only because it's, I hope not. It's I hope Punk. actually the other way. I think it, maybe Punk opens. Okay, that well, that's fair. I think yeah. I think I think these because are the two it's, that front because load and back it's load. not for a championship, and because it's going to be in Chicago. I think it all kind of is it Chicago, right? No, I know it's New York. Is it New York? Oh, why do I think in Chicago? Let me, let me double check. Maybe well, maybe I read something. I just read something that they're coming back to Chicago. That's <laughs> oh, maybe yeah. what I'm confusing with. Either way. I think Punk opening. Yeah, they're in, yeah, it's, yeah, it's in Arthur Ashe. Right? That's New York. what I thought. Yeah, my bad. Um, but I think with Punk though, because it's powerhouse Hobbs and it's not like Ricky Starks or or even a bigger star. Yeah. If it's it's not him versus Kenny, it's not him versus Hangman, it's not even him versus Darby version two. It's him versus powerhouse Hobbs. Clearly, Punk's gonna win this match, right? So I think that this six man should end it, and Punk and Hobbs. Starts it off because that way you're starting off hot, but I think you can follow that. You're not going to follow Punk's reaction, right, to like the the initial crowd reaction, but I think you can follow it from an in ring perspective. That's at least where I'm kind of at with it because Punk beats Hobbs, Starks comes out, attacks him, right? Team Taz beats him up, and we're rolling, right? And then we've got Starks and Punk at the pay per view. Preferably for the FTW title because I think it'd be kind of funny, mm-hmm. um, and, and we're kind of rolling. But I, I think this match should open if if you're looking between just those two as your main main ones. I yeah. think it's a better open because Punk's the first thing. Welcome to Rampage. Yeah, Punk's music hits. That's and we are rolling. Yeah. Like I said, I think those two are gonna front and back load the yeah. show. It's just whatever one. Yeah. I just think they lo- they. I love think there's more like, star power yeah, too they, in the six man. They love the hot openings. Yeah, I agree. Like, yep. if that match opens, you know yeah. everyone's yeah. tuning in. Everyone wants to watch it. Like, right. Like, I it could also main event and be the best match. I on think the show, because so it's, I, I just yeah. want the six man to close because I think that long term wise I think it's a perfect way to get the six man I, I need six man time they, they need another championship I know as many WWE and as many wrestling fans come out and say there's too many championships in wrestling AEW needs one more mm-hmm. I really do now I don't think they're good after that for a while yes. but like 
because I know there's rumors of another mid-card championship in the works as well, which I'm like, you haven't really established the TNT yet. I would kind of wait. But, like, I think that there are so many tag teams and so many factions that the six-mans could really mean something Mm -hmm. as opposed to what they're doing in Ring of Honor right now, which is rotting away. Yeah. So, I I mean, this show's going to be great, though. I think it's going to be really, really solid all the way through. Um, Yeah, I don't know. God, if if you're in New York, have fun. Yeah, no, that's gonna be that's gonna be phenomenal. Still waiting for him to come to Detroit. Just throwing that out there. You've been to Chicago, I think ninety thousand. They've had how many shows? And I've been to Chicago in outside of the COVID ones, all of them, I think, at this point. Because yeah. holy crap, feels like it. Yeah, right. Um, I know they're trying to make Chicago a hotbed, and that's cool. But like, we'll help. Little help, just a little bit, just a little bit, just a little bit, a little bit, a little bit help. There's some uh, little I'll boys. There's a new arena, like you there, can fill there, it. There's some, there's some little boys out here in Michigan yeah, exactly. that want to watch. We're, we've even gone to Chicago. Okay, we've we've made that trip. I'm kind of yeah. done with it now. I'd like to come. I'd like to be home the same night, preferably. <laughs> but that's gonna be it for this week's show, guys. Um, next week, obviously, we're gonna be talking. You know, probably some more wrestling and all that good stuff. We're gonna be reviewing some things. Um, obviously catching you up, any big news coming out of the NFL, MLB, all that good stuff. Uh, but that's going to be it for this week's show, though, guys. On behalf of the Missing Whale Man, he is the mouth of Michigan, Rob Medick. Oh, wait, no, he's not. I am. I don't know why I'm calling you. That, it's that been too today. long. We've been podcasting Dude, for over an is, hour now. It has so been. Yeah, it. I am out of it today. We we both had weddings last night, so we, we're, we're drowning. But let's try that one more time. For the Missing Whale Man, he's the Merc Zone, yes. Mike Merkel. I am the mouth of Michigan, Rob Medick. And we will see you guys, as always, next time.